Welcome, and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. Uncover the rich biblical foundations for effective transgenerational prayer and intercession to bring healing, restoration, and your divine dominion mandate. The Archbishop gives illumination to the rules of engagement for prayer and understanding the importance of the prayer mantle of Elijah. Discover more on the prayer mantle of Elijah in the Archbishop's book, Prayer Moves God. Secure your copy today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of revelation for you. Be empowered as you listen. Spirit of Elijah about. What's all these Elijah, Elijah, Elijah's institute we are hearing about? The spirit of Elijah is a spirit of prophetic and apostolic intercession. The spirit of Elijah is a transgenerational anointing. The spirit of Elijah is the last anointing of God that will precede the coming of the Lord. This is the last dispensation. There are seven dispensations in Genesis number one. The first chapter of Genesis, there are seven dispensations. And from Genesis to now, we are in the seventh dispensation. The first dispensation was the dispensation of innocence. Where Adam and Eve was innocent. And even though they were naked, they didn't know that they were naked because they were covered by the glory of God. And then came the dispensation of conscience. Then came the dispensation of guilt as a result of what they did wrong. And then the dispensation of human government. When men governed themselves outside of Elohim. They took things into their hands and said, God, we can do it without you. And that went on for so long a time. Then came the dispensation of the law when God has to rule men by legislations. Then came the dispensation of the promise, the dispensation of the prophets. Now we are in the dispensation of grace, which is the last dispensation. It is the seventh dispensation. And God said in the book of Malachi, I will send Elijah and he will precede that great and dreadful day of the Lord. And then God said, I will turn the heart of the fathers to the sons and the heart of the sons to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. The absence of the anointing and the mantle and the spirit of Elijah will produce a vagabond generation. It will produce a fatherless generation. And a fatherless generation is headed for destruction. Now I need to establish some few things here. If you look at the scriptures very carefully, everyone that had a transgenerational mantle was an intercessor. If you watch Moses carefully, Moses was an intercessor. When Moses died, his mantle did not die. The mantle was passed on to a Joshua. But Joshua was not an intercessor. So when Joshua died, the mantle died. And the Bible said after the death of Joshua, there were no elders in the land. And everybody did what was right in his own eyes. And everybody was a leader and a father and a master and a commander of his own. Because the mantle was not transgenerational. Now if you look at Elijah, Elijah was an intercessor. And therefore, he prayed the mantle into the hands of the next generation. But Elisha was not an intercessor. And so when Elisha died, he took the mantle to his grave. If you look at many great ministries that have come before this ministry that we have all benefited from carefully, you will realize that so many names from the early healing movement, names like A.A. Allen, Names like Catherine Kuma, names like John G. Lake, Jack Cole, William Braham, Alexander Dowie, Amy Simple McFarson, and many others. When they died, the anointing died. 
And the reason why he died was because these guys were depending on the gift and they weren't spending time with the giver of the gift. And there are so many ministries today that are running on the gift, on the gift, on the gift, and are not spending time in the secret place of the Most High. It's just a matter of time when they leave the scene, their ministry dies. One of the secrets behind this ministry that we got to celebrate is the fact that this is a transgenerational ministry. You hear me, somebody? Because all of us, myself, all of you, seated here, I or Orise Jaffo, and most of the men and women shaking nations and doing something for God across the nations of the world are all impacted by this ministry. Are you hearing me somebody? You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. It's not a matter of just a gift. I want to talk to you for some few minutes, about 20 minutes. I want to talk to you about the necessity of prayer. I want you to understand over and over again that it is illegal for God to do anything for humanity until somebody prays. Now, even though God is sovereign and he can do anything he pleases because he's God by himself, you must understand the technicality and the rules of engagement. Number one, the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, but he gave it to man. And man gave it to the devil. And you got to understand that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Now, even though the dominion has been restored to man, Adam's list on the planet has not yet expired. And so Satan still remains the God of this world, even after the blood is shed. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Understand this. It is illegal for spirits to operate here among men without human bodies. It is unlawful and illegal for God himself to do anything among humanity without a human body. God needs your body. God needs you. God needs me. Without you and without me, God cannot reach humanity. So you are very important. You are very valuable. That's why Jesus came to die for you and I and to share his blood for you and I because God needs you and he needs me to fulfill his agenda for humanity. Somebody say, I hear you. If you don't understand this, the whole purpose of this institution may, may, may be vain in your life. You may think that it's something else, but this is the last move of God. This is the last dispensation. This is the dispensation of grace and is the seventh dispensation from Genesis. And after this dispensation, there is no more dispensation. So when, when Papa stands here and he said that there are people here who will not die and will see the coming of the Lord, it's not some kind of an ordinary idle word. He knows what he's saying. This is the last dispensation. Somebody say, talk to me. The reason why Jesus was born and he had to be born was because there are three comings in the coming of the Lord. The first coming was when he was born. The second coming of the Lord will be the rapture. And then the third coming will be when he returns to rule a thousand years on the earth. Now, in order for him to make the two comings possible, he had to be born. Because the legal access or entry to the planet is the womb of a woman. You cannot come to this planet legally without the womb of a woman. And that's why God himself had to wrap himself in the womb of a virgin to gain access to the earth. And the Bible said, for God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So God needed a body. God needed the body in order that he may reach and touch and affect and heal and impact humanity. And that body was the body of Christ. And God was in that body of Jesus of Nazareth reaching the world, touching the world, impacting the world. Without that body, God couldn't have made it. Please understand this principle. They are very, very important. I was teaching yesterday in New York. And I said to the folks in New York, one of the reasons why Jacob was able to prevail against the angel was not because Jacob was very anointed. No. Because he was dealing with a celestial being. 
and men don't have capability beyond the celestial realm. And therefore the angels should have overpowered Jacob. But there were legalities and technicalities that disfavored the angel. The angel was operating outside of his jurisdiction. The angel was operating within the jurisdiction of man. And therefore his strength was limited because this was his this was man's jurisdiction and you can't overcome me within my jurisdiction because within my jurisdiction I have judicial authority and I can challenge anything and that's why when there was a contention over the body of Moses and the angel Michael came to protect the body of Moses from being taken by Satan, the Bible said, and Michael dare not bring a charge against Satan. Why? Because watch this, he was a celestial being. He's the minister of defense for heaven. He has no judicial rights and judicial authority to engage anyone in the earth realm because it is outside of his jurisdiction. It's only man that is given authority to operate within this earth realm. And anything that comes to this earth realm, we have authority, judicially and dominion to question it, to challenge it and to deal with it. And they stand no chance in the name of Jesus. Watch this, watch this. Jesus said, Jesus said, I give unto you the keys, plural, keys to bind and to loose. Then he said, what things soever you bind on the earth shall be bound up in heaven and what things over you lose on the earth shall be loose in heaven. What does that mean? It means that God does not have judicial rights to bind the bindables or to lose the losables of the earth. There are bindables and there are losables. You don't just go binding everything. You must know what must be bound within the ordinance and what cannot be bound within, of, within the concept of the ordinance. Somebody say, talk to me. Hear me carefully. Ministries that will not go back to prayer and will just run on the gift will not make it and their ministry will die when they die. All transgenerational ministries are a result of intercessory ministries. D.L. Moody's church is still alive in Chicago. And the reason why D.L. Moody's church is still alive in Chicago, it's because the man was an intercessor. Now it is believed that he that bows his knees before Elohim shall stand in the face of every adversity. What will kill somebody else cannot kill me. What destroys somebody's ministry cannot kill my ministry. You know why? Because it is written, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Somebody lift up your hands and shout, Yeah! The Bible said, he that dwells in the secret place. What is the secret place? The secret place is the place of intercession. Now watch this. Jesus said, when you are ready to play, he said, shut the door behind you and pray to your father who is in what? Secret. And he will reward you openly. So the secret place is the place of intercession, is the place of prayer. And he that spends times with God, are you hearing me? Will listen carefully. If you spend more time with God, you will spend less time with devils. Watch this. Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration. Is that correct? 
with Peter, John, okay, and James. He was on top of the mountain. He was right in there in the clouds. And the rest of his disciples were down there. And they were down there dealing with the demon. They couldn't handle it. And Jesus was talking to Elijah, representing the prophets, and Moses, representing the law, because it was the fullness of him that filled all in all. And the law and the prophets all were fulfilled within him. So Elijah, representing the prophet, and Moses, the law, they had to hand over the baton and their mantles to him, because in him was everything accomplished. So they had to hand over and give their hand over to him and leave the scene permanently for him to fulfill all things. Now watch this. When he came back from the mountain, he was confronted with a demonic situation that his disciples could not handle. And they brought the situation to him and he didn't struggle about it at all. He just took care of business. Are you hearing me, somebody? If we are going to be able to take care of business in this end time, we need to spend time in his presence. Jesus preached. Jesus taught. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus cast out devil. Those are the four pillars of the gospel. If you preach and you teach and you don't heal the sick and you don't cast out devil, you are not preaching the gospel. You are joking. The proof of the gospel is not eloquence. The proof of the gospel is not good preaching and good teaching. Because God is not impressed with good preaching. Your preaching does not impress God. Your teaching does not impress God. Because God is a better communicator than you and I. Are you hearing me, somebody? And demons are not impressed with your preaching, neither are they impressed with your teaching. The demons and the powers of hell are impressed with your ability to execute what is written. Are you hearing me, somebody? Somebody say, talk to me. You got to understand something. A good lawyer does not win his case by being adequate. He doesn't win his case in the course of law because of his ability to interpret the law only. He wins his case before the court of law by backing his argument with evidence. The evidence of the gospel is not good preaching and good teaching. The evidence of the gospel is his presence. It is power. It is signs. It is wonders. It is miracle. It's not just healing the sick, but delivering people from the power of the enemy. Is anybody hearing me? If you're hearing me, lift up your hands and shout, I hear you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says they went everywhere preaching the word and the Lord working with them behind the scenes, confirming the word with signs following. The spirit of Elijah is not a spirit that is going to come upon you so you're going to be a good preacher to move the crowd. But it's an anointing and a mantle that comes upon you that gives you the ability to shut the heavens. Are you hearing me, somebody? It gives you the ability to say, Elijah came on the scene and he said three things. He said, number one, there shall be no dew from the earth. So he had power over the elements of the earth realm. Then he said, the heavens is shut until I say so, dominion over the heavens. Then he said, no rain, three years, six months, until I say so, power over times and seasons. Are you hearing me, somebody? You didn't hear me, you didn't hear me. There is a new generation and a breed that is going to rise up after these conference and meetings and you will go back from wherever you came from with the anointing and the mantle of Elijah and the powers of the enemy will have to recognize you. Is anybody hearing me? Lift up your hands and shout, yes! Somebody lift up your hands and talk to the Father for one minute. I want the women to wail. I want somebody to cry out. I want all the women to wail. 
and I want somebody to cry out for the anointing of the spirit of Elijah. It is the end time anointing. It is the last anointing of all anointings. Kadabo shakahada, igadala magadalaba, paragadala mahata, ikanda moshata, shedala magadiria. Hey, 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 hey. Jesus, please sit down. Please be seated. I just came from Queens, New York, Queens. Is there anybody here who was in New York at the meetings in Queens? Few people don't tell you, I told them to come here. They'll tell you. Mind-blowing miracles, deaf ears, people rising out of wheelchairs without touching them, demons screaming and coming out, Holy Ghost arresting people right from the back, throwing them on the stage, unclean spirits coming out, blind eyes being opened, mind-blowing things. Are you hearing me, somebody? The meeting was just supposed to last for two days. It went on. We are finishing tomorrow, Sunday morning. So I got to go back again to finish it up. And, and there's no room in the inn, overflow, everywhere overflow. The bishop said, I've been preaching for 35 years. I've never seen it this way before. Are you hearing me, somebody? It's not talking. It's not talking. The spirit of Elijah is a spirit of end time power to demonstrate. It's a spirit that demonstrates the power of God. Are you hearing me? In this end time, the Muslim is not going to get saved and converted because you preach good. But the Muslim is going to bow his knees to Yeshua HaMashiach when they see the proof of the power of the gospel. It settles the issue. Are you hearing me, somebody? This is the day of power. The Elijah generation is not a generation that is book knowledge and sense knowledge. It's not a generation that talks too much. It's a generation that has proof. Simple. And that anointing is coming on you. That is what it will take for the governments of our nations to recognize that we are not joking and that we are not fake. That is what it will take to distinguish, to distinguish you from others who just talk but don't have a proof. That is what it will take to distinguish you from those who just depend on their gifts and those who stay in the presence of Elohim. And when they come out, they carry the presence and there is a shift in the heavens. Are you hearing me, somebody? Somebody say, talk to me. Greg, I was just in a meeting a few weeks ago, and there were over 150 people in this meeting, somewhere in Europe. I won't mention the name, and there were all these ministers there, and I got in late. And they ushered me in. As soon as I got in there, the atmosphere shifted, and everybody turned around, and they started asking. They started looking around, and, and one minister walked up to me and said, I knew you were here, and I said, what do you mean? He said, as soon as you step in, the atmosphere shifted. And he said, what is that? And I said, I've been spending time in the presence. I've been in the presence. Are you hearing me, somebody? We got to go back to the days of the Acts of the Holy Ghost. We got to go back to the days of the Acts of the Apostles. And please hear me. The spirit of Elijah is a spirit of prophetic intercession, governmental intercession, and apostolic intercession. Prophetic intercession means it comes on the scene to empower you to enforce the will of God for your family, your community, your city, your nation. It is apostolic intercession because it empowers you to break new grounds and to take new territories. Are you hearing me? To see powers in the heavens and to establish the bloodstained banner of Christ. Governmental intercession, it gives you the audacity to say to the sun, stand still and move no further to say to the moon remain where you are until further notice and it is so that is the kind of ministry you are called to sit under 
within these few days. There is no way you can go back the same as you came. You can't because prayer, prayer is a disinfectant. Prayer kills all spiritual gems. Prayer is a virus. And prayer is contagious. And you have been brought here to catch the Elijah virus. So you can live here and become a prayer addict for the end time harvest, for the end time assignment, for the end time commission, for the end time move of God. If you believe it, shout yes. My time is up. You want some more? Come again. Turn your Bible, please, to Psalm 141 and the second verse. Psalm 141 and the second verse. Psalm 141 and the second verse. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense. And the lifting. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Please hear me. Your prayers are incense. Every time an angel of the Lord came on the scene, it was in response to prayer. Keep that in mind. Please never forget. When the angel came to Daniel, it was in response to the 21 days fast. When the angel came to lose Peter, it was in response to the prayers of the church. In Acts the 16th chapter, that whole earthquake and the immediately and the chains of everyone being loose and the prison doors of everyone being open was a result of the midnight prayers of Paul and Silas. Nothing would have happened if they haven't prayed. Is anybody hearing me? We gotta go back to the old time religion. We gotta go back to the to the old landmarks that the fathers have laid. You know there was a time in church folks where the old mothers and the wailing mothers didn't know two steps in finding your steps. But they knew how to come and fall at the altar and cry out and wait and say, God, somebody needs your touch. God, somebody needs your help. And when the preacher came, God showed up like never before. This is a generation that has more word than any other generation that has ever lived. We have internet, DVD, CD, video, 24-hour television, 24-hour radio, you name it. We have everything you can think of. But this generation is spiritually bankrupt. Because we have so much words and knowledge that it has puffed us up and we've become proud and arrogant. And hear me, proud people don't pray. Because proud people depend on their own abilities. The Bible said, let not the rich man boast in his riches, nor the strong or the mighty in his might or strength. Are you hearing me, somebody? Not the wise man on his wisdom, but let him that boast, boast of this thing that he knows I, the Lord. Are you hearing me, somebody? There is a difference between knowing the Bible and having a relationship with the God of the Bible. It's two things. You can study the word and cut the word and preach it and not know him. You know him by spending time with him. You know him by taking time off your busy schedule and going into the presence of Elohim and let him breathe into you that you can carry with you the breath of Elohim. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you may not like me. You may have your own issues with me, but one thing you can't deny is that I'm anointed. I say you can't deny that I'm anointed, and you can't deny when you see the results. Nicodemus said, no man doeth this thing except God be with him. And I said that you can't deny that God is with me. And I said, if he's with me, shut your mouth. Stand on your feet. There are two things that God 
is going to do in this end time. One is releasing and restoring the mantle and the spirit of Elijah. The next thing is to give his church a lifetime financial miracles. Not a miracle, but miracles. There is money stored up waiting for those who are ready to put where the money belongs to. Are you hearing me, somebody? And God said, if I find a man or a woman that has a heart for me and is willing to put, hear me, when they came out of Egypt, God gave them gold and silver. Egypt is a type of the world. So they came out of the world with silver and gold. God said, Moses, come up on the mountain. Moses went up six days. God will not speak. God was quiet. On the seventh day, God said, Moses, come into the cloud and meet me. And so Moses went into the cloud and met Elohim. And he said, now the first thing, I thought God was going to be very spiritual, Greg. I thought after waiting for all that time, when Moses entered the cloud, that God was going to tell him something spiritual and something holy. But listen to what he said. He said, take me an offering. And I said, God, what's wrong with you? I expect you to be very spiritual. He said, Moses, take me an offering from the children of Israel. Of whosoever who is of a willing heart, let him give. And he began to specifically mention gold, silver, wools, and different kinds of things that they must give. That was the first thing God said when he opened his mouth, take me an offering. Who told you an offering is not holy? Offering is the most spiritual aspect of our worship. I'm going to ask every one of you to take your envelopes, but don't give. Just take your envelopes. Hold it in your hand. Now, there are three comings in the coming of the Messiah. The first coming was when he was born. The second coming is when he comes to take the body or the church away, as it is referred to as the rapture. Then there is a third coming when he comes to reign on the earth for a thousand years. And as we begin our journey, you will see as time goes on that the spirit of Elijah precedes all the three comings of Jesus. The first coming of the Messiah, his first coming was preceded by the spirit of Elijah coming through the body shape of a man by the name of John the Baptist. But John the Baptist came in the spirit and in the power of Elias, which was the spirit of Elijah. Now, before the rapture, there shall come forth by the spirit of revelation, the rising up of the Elijah's generation. And then in the third coming, before the third coming, it is believed that among the two witnesses, that shall be on planet earth when the church is taken to be a witness on the earth before his coming one of the two witnesses will be Elijah and it's important for you to understand who this man Elijah is because when we talk about Elijah we are not referring to the person of Elijah we are referring to the spirit the anointing and the mantle of Elijah when Elisha left the scene Elisha cried and said my father my father the chariot of Israel and the husbandman thereof and the Bible said and the mantle of Elijah fell and Elisha took the mantle of Elijah and he went to the waters of Jordan and the Bible said he smote the waters of Jordan and said where is the Lord God of Elijah and God showed up and the waters were parted and he went through the dry land 
And the Bible said when he came to the other side of the Jordan, the sons of the prophets who before discouraged him from following after the master said unto one another, For the spirit of Elijah does rest upon Elisha. So when the Bible talks about John the Baptist coming in the spirit and in the power of Elias or Elijah is not referring to the person of Elijah. It's referring to the anointing, the spirit and the mantle of Elijah. Now, what is the spirit of Elijah? I will tell you that tomorrow. Hallelujah. Come with me to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Come to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Look at the 10th and the 11th verse. And then we will skip the rest of the verses and go to the 17th verse to save time. And when the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense, uh, please underline the word at the time of incense, incense, incense. Uh, you got to get that because you see information and powers. When you have information, you can pray skillfully and you can navigate in the realms of the spirit effectively and skillfully and intelligently when you have information. Hallelujah. And he said, and there appeared, remember that somebody appeared at the time of incense. Now, when you go through the entire scriptures, you will see, ladies and gentlemen, that any time an angel of the Lord appeared, it was in response of prayer. They always come at the time of incense. So keep that in mind. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord. And the Bible says, who stood on the right hand side of the altar of incense. The angel appeared at the time of incense. And stood at the right hand side of the altar of incense. The altar of incense where, where, was the place where prayers were offered to Elohim. And turn your Bible. Let me show you something else to confirm this. Come with me if you please to Psalm 141 and the second verse. Psalm 141 and the second verse. Uh, before we pray to get the deep within us the fountains of the deep to break forth i want you to pray with revelation and understanding because so many people pray without passion because they lack the understanding of the technicalities and the legalities of prayer you must understand the rules of engagement if you are going to be able to pray effectively why must i pray why is prayer necessary you have to understand that uh, the, the Bible says in Psalm 141 in the second verse, he said, Let my prayers be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. He said, Let my prayers be set forth before thee, he said, as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. I will show you tomorrow. In the book of Revelation, what happens to the prayers of the saints? And how that God can do nothing for humanity. And God can do nothing for planet earth. Until prayers go forth as incense before God. And how the prayers of the saints are kept in a golden censer in heaven as incense. And they are offered to God at strategic times and moments in the history of the church. The body of Christ and humanity. And when those incense goes up before the throne, which are the prayers of the saints, there are reactions. There are divine activities and, and, and supernatural interventions on the planet earth when the prayers of the saints goes up. For whatever prayer you have prayed, I came to tell you that God never disregards the genuine heart feeling prayers of his children every prayer you have prayed goes on record ladies and gentlemen the bible said there was a man by the name of cornelius and the bible said cornelius prayed and gave alms unto his alms 
and his prayers became a memorial before heaven. Memorial prayers and memorial giving are continuous prayers. When men and women continue to offer prayers unto Elohim day and night without ceasing and keep on offering prayers, it becomes a memorial before heaven. When people give and give and keep giving even when it hurts ah, and they keep giving and never stop giving and never hold back giving because they love God with passion and you can't love God without giving for the Bible said and for God so loved that he gave and the Bible said and Solomon loved the Lord that he gave a thousand bent offering and David said because I have set my affection on the house of my God I have given of things of my own precious goods so you can you can hold back when you love. If you love, you will give, even when it hurts. Hear me now for the next 10 minutes. One of the reasons why we must pray, and I'll talk about the different dimensions of the spirit of Elijah. And one of the reasons why we need the anointing and the mantle of Elijah is because the spirit of Elijah is a trans generation anointing number one is a trans generation anointing it doesn't die when the person that carries that mantle dies it lives on even when the one that carries the mantle dies so it's a trans generational anointing you got to keep that in mind number two one of the reasons why we must pray is because spirits are not allowed to operate on the planet earth they do not have judicial rights and judicial authority to function in the planet earth number three god himself is legally not allowed by his word to operate among men without a human body even though the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof he gave the earth to man and what he gave to man he can't take back and you got to understand the rules of engagement this earth was given to the sons of man to adam to flesh and to blood therefore only flesh and blood has judicial rights and judicial authority to function in the earth realm number four if you remember watch this when there was a contention over the body of moses the bible said the angel of elohim by the name of michael now michael is the minister of defense of heaven when there was war in heaven it was michael that defended heaven it was in the father it was not the son and it was in the holy ghost it was michael the minister of defense then we have Gabriel, the minister of information. Anytime God will do anything on earth, it is Gabriel that comes to announce God's original intent. Watch this. Watch this. Now, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost did not, under any circumstances, got themselves involved in the uprising in heaven. It was between angels and angels. Reason number five is because it is below the dignity of the creator to fight his creation. It diminishes the creator to fight his creation. And so it was a battle between two creations. Are you here? Two creatures of the creator. Now, hear me. Watch this. When there was contention over the body of Moses, ladies and gentlemen, in the earth realm when michael the minister of defense met with satan shoulder to shoulder and eyeball to eyeball watch this according to the book of jude he will not bring a charge against satan because they were one equal and two you got to understand that apart from the fact that they were equal these were angelic beings now Michael did not have judicial rights and judicial authority to exercise his authority in the earth realm because it was out of his jurisdiction and that's why he referred it to a superior authority and said the Lord rebuke you and could not take Satan up himself 
because he did not have judicial rights to take up the enemy on the earth realm. Only man has that authority. Hear me. One of the reasons why we need to pray is because prayer is the meeting place between divinity and humanity. Number two, prayer gives God the right or the license to come to the earth realm to do his pleasure among men. Without prayer, God has no permission to come to the earth to operate among men because he gave it to man and the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. I know that some of you will say, but Jesus have died, restored the first dominion. Yes, but Adam's lease on the planet has not yet expired. His lease has not yet expired. That's why the Bible said, have thou come to destroy us before our time? They have a time period and their time period legally by the technicalities of the ordinance, they have the right to operate by Adam's lease until Adam's lease expires. Number three, watch this. You got to get this because if you don't get it, you just pray and you have passion and you'll be on fire once and then tomorrow you are lukewarm. But if you have revelation and you have light, your prayer life can always be ever increasing. It can always be ever increasing. Your passion will always be ever increasing because you understand the rules of engagement and the technicality. Somebody said you are talking to me. Hear this. Let me demonstrate this to you quickly. Sir, come. Ma'am, please come. For gender balance, okay? Let's do this, okay? Now, this sister here has a, an apartment. My brother lives in his apartment. He refuses to pay his rent. She brings the case to me. I'm the judge. I rule in the favor of the owner of the apartment, my sister here. I give my brother, you have three months to leave that house. And so I rule in her favor. The house belongs to her. The judgment is in her favor. But until the three months by law has expired, this gentleman here has all the rights to continue to live in that house. And he can mess up the painting in that house. He can mess up the wallpapers. He can mess up the electricals. He can mess up the plumbing and everything in that house and there is nothing she can do about it until the three months have expired by law now the bible said satan thank you so very much thank you the bible said satan second corinthians the fourth chapter and the fourth verse the bible said satan is the god of this world ephesians 6 2 the bible said he's the power of the prince of the air now hear this watch this Watch this. If Jesus has restored the first dominion which he has, why is Satan still the God of this world? Because man committed high treason and sold to the devil what God gave him. Even though dominion has been restored, you got to understand within the context of the word. You have to look at the pretext and the protest of the context of the word to be able to interpret it correctly. Are you hearing me, somebody? Watch this. So, first dominion is restored. Satan is still the God of Israel. Why? Because Adam's title and lease on the planet has not yet expired. How do we contain the devil then? We contain the devil through prayer. We contain Jesus and occupy till I come. How do you occupy? You occupy by the revelation of the word and through intercession. Why do we need to pray? Because when we pray, we engage the angels of heaven to come back with celestial beings. Let me explain that to you. It is not in my place or in your place to take up principalities and powers. Those are celestial beings. They are in celestial realms. Your dominion and my dominion ends within the atmospheric heavens. It's over the elements. It's over the star, the moon, the wind, the sea, the earth, the land, the cattle of the field, and anything, whether they be principalities or thrones or dominions and powers, if they step foot in the 
that realm we have judicial authorities and judicial rights to prohibit their activities and that is where Jesus said what things soever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven so we don't bind things in the heaven we bind things on the earth stand on your feet we'll continue tomorrow You know what I wanted to do? I just wanted to whet your appetite. And I want us to, I want us to create a prayer conditioned atmosphere before Papa comes on. Are you hearing me, somebody? I want you to look at me carefully. Watch me. For every one of you standing here under the sound of my voice, you should have been in a better place in life in all aspects of life than where you are right about now and the only reason why you are not yet where you are supposed to be is because you don't understand the rules of engagement the other day Paul said in 2nd Thessalonians the 2nd chapter the 18 verse he said even I Paul have been to the third heavens I've seen Jesus even I Paul with all the revelations I have I speak in tongues than you all, even I, Paul, with all my gifts of revelation and powers. He said, Satan hindered me once and again. That means twice I was hindered. The word hindered means I was resisted or I was opposed or I was interrupted or I was intercepted. And there are so many here under the sound of my voice that Satan has opposed your breakthrough, resisted your miracle intercepted your blessings you still love the Lord but you don't have a testimony you love the Lord but you haven't broken through because you don't understand the rules of engagement that's what the Bible says man or men ought to always to pray and not to faint what does that mean it means that continue until he gives in continue until he gives in who gives in Satan I will show you tomorrow that you can weary the devil. Demons get tired. Satan gets tired. I'll show you tomorrow. You can make them tired. Are you hearing me, somebody? How do you make them tired? You make them tired by not holding your peace. You make them tired by not becoming weary. You make them tired by not giving in. You make them tired by continuous intercession. You make them tired by praying with passion. Are you hearing me, somebody? Do I have a witness here today? Hear me now. Before we begin to cry out, hear me. The Bible said in the days of Noah, two things happened in the days of Noah. One of the reasons why God had to destroy the whole human race in the days of Noah was because there were a lot of illegitimate human beings on the earth. Illegal immigrants were occupying the earth. The Bible said the sons of God who were angels slept with the daughters of men and they produced giants. Now those giants did not come out of the loins or the seed of Adam so they were illegitimate. And the Bible said their heart was desperately wicked and they were contaminating the seed of Adam destroying the whole human race and God said you don't have the right to dwell on this earth this earth was made for man the seed of Adam you can't dwell here so God wiped them out now watch this the Bible said and God shut the ark with his hands why? because God wanted to ensure and to guarantee that none of those illegal immigrants will be able to survive by entering the ark to reproduce themselves in the new world that was coming. Are you hearing me, somebody? Watch this. The Bible said, the fountains of the deep broke forth. So waters came from within and from above. I want you to lay hands on your stomach. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hear me somebody, there are spiritual sharks and salmon and tilapia and all kinds of, are you hearing me, fish inside of your belly. Jesus said rivers, somebody say rivers. He didn't say a river, he said out of your belly shall what? Flow what? Rivers. Rivers of living water. Where are the rivers? Inside of your belly. 
I want us to pray right now in the Holy Ghost and hear me. I want you to pray with passion. Stop praying nice prayers. Stop praying dignified prayers. Stop praying this kind of Oh Lord hmm, ha. Thou knowest all things ha. Do it Lord hmm, ha. Hear me Come on somebody Come on somebody Hear me You got some diamonds inside of you You got some gold inside of you and listen, you don't get diamonds and gold at the surface. Where do you get them? Deep. The Bible said, those who go to do business in ships, on great waters, these see the wonders of God where in the deep. Say deep. Say deep. Say wonders are in the deep. So I want you to lay hands on your stomach. There is the word of wisdom inside of you. The word of knowledge is inside of you. The discerning of spirit is inside of you. The gift of prophecy, tongues and interpretation is inside of you. The power gives, the workings of miracles, the gift of faith. Are you hearing me somebody? The gifts of healing is not in the Bible. It's inside of you because the Holy Ghost is inside of you. But you got to dig deep. Somebody say deep. Oh, come on, talk to me. Do it with passion. Say deep. Touch your stomach right now. Somebody cry out. Somebody close your eyes and begin to cry out. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You have been too nice. Ika dalabando la modisiti ki Italius adai kaduba hava ila magadusa vando suka talabaga oparanda kadish italakados hey kadila magada hey 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 let the fountains of the deep within break forth let the fountains of the deep within break forth isha kadobos marandoka. I paradaka, I toloma kadiash, aranda kabasha, le paragadish, I katalamagadesh, I godondo boshaya, adanda lamagaha, I talamagadibaha, utakadasha, I lapakatalamadagaya, hey kadili megaha, let the fountains of the deep within me break forth, let the fountains of the deep within break forth, agadabuhusha. Before I'm seated, hear me. Prayer is a disinfectant. Say, prayer is a disinfectant. It kills viruses, satanic parasites, and germs. is also therapeutic prayer is therapeutic I'll prove it to you tomorrow this is what I want you to do I want you to form circles of two or three two or three and I want you to begin to release the virus of prayer the virus of prayer prayer is a virus it is contagious I said prayer is contagious prayer is contagious you can release the virus of prayer over somebody's life and I want somebody to become a prayer addict right now release somebody to become a prayer addict right now open your mouth somebody cry out for somebody break the bounds of laziness break every spiritual laziness and indiscipline in the lives of people somebody cry out 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 I can't hear you Ida Gobashata Maragadista Labagadios, Ipagadando Lebregeto, Ipagadas Talaba 
disco y codo vosha uta la bahaga y denda kusanto madeika dula bagadis y la pragadei y cotola magaza avando lo mosata y cotalamba gadiliato u saraquiado y talagabado liminiato hey 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 let the fountains of the deep break forth Jesus Jesus somebody is breaking through somebody is coming through somebody is breaking forth somebody is breaking forth somebody is breaking forth now Jesus Hear me now. This is what I want us to do. I want as many as can to walk forward here for the next two minutes. Just come forward for the next two minutes. As many, just walk forward for the next two minutes. I want us to lift up our hands, everybody. Lift up both of your hands right now. Lift up both of your hands right now. I want us to begin to pray for God's servant. Let's begin to pray for Dr. Morris that as he walks in here, the atmosphere will be miracle condition, science condition, wonder condition. Let the fountains of the deep within him break forth. There are still things inside of Dr. Sorello that has not yet come out. Let's pray and release it now. Somebody lift up your hands. Begin to pray. Intercede for God's servant right now. Let the fountains of the deep within him break forth. Let the things inside of Dr. Sorello that has not yet come forth. Let it come forth. Let it come forth. Let it manifest. Let it manifest. Let it manifest. Somebody lift up your hands. Cry out. Cry out. Cry out for God's servant. Let the dreams manifest. Let the anointing manifest. Let the prophetic manifest like never before. Like never before. I can't hear you. Cry out. Pray for Dr. Serrero. Ask God. Let the new anointing break forth in him. Let the new mantle break forth in him. In the name of Jesus. Pray that he will finish his course with strength, with power, with honor, with glory. In the name of Jesus with satisfaction hey 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 Jesus 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 somebody pray one more prayer somebody pray one more prayer somebody pray one more prayer Somebody pray one more prayer. Jesus, let it flow. Let it flow. Don't hold back. Let it flow. Let the oil 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 flow. He will finish his course with honor, with glory, with power, with satisfaction. Dr. Serralo will finish his course with honor, glory, power, and satisfaction. Jesus everybody lift up your hands all over this place lift up your hands say in the name of Jesus we declare that Dr. Sorello will finish his course with glory with great power with great might with honor with satisfaction in the name of Jesus we release the prophetic in him we release his mantle right now in the name of Jesus we declare that this atmosphere is prophetic condition is miracle condition is science condition is wonders condition is prayer condition is blessings condition is testimony condition Satan take your hands off me right now Take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my finances. Take your hands off my body. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off God's servant. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off. 
Somebody shout, jump, clap, do something, and take your seat. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.